Hey, how's it going? Find yourself. Oh, not too bad, not too bad. I can't complain. Things are good in my neck of the woods. How's it going over here? Good for are good for us as a team as yeah. i as i imagine so i think you have some good news to share first and oh, foremost yeah, just, yeah. well i wanted to share too much because we don't want uh, to reveal too much of the information but i don't know google liked us today uh, looked at our numbers and we were soaring today we're in the five digits just for one singular article so i'm good i'm happy this is going to be a celebration drink today because we're just <laughs> knocking it out of the park and it'd be nice to hit some of those uh quarterly and yearly goals and this is a nice boost towards that yeah high level we're just really happy with our readership right now for uh screen hub entertainment yeah. and uh yeah no we're really happy with the reactions we have on our content so congrats brother that's thank you. uh thank you that was your little baby that was your creation so yeah, my little, it's, uh, my it, it goes to you <laughs> thank you thank you i also noticed this a little shout out to all the listeners but uh spotify didn't update not too long ago that allows ratings to go onto the the podcast so yes. we would be super duper indebted if you could listen to us and then give a rating on spotify and apple as well but giving those star ratings that's what helps us with the ranking and the indexing and just gives us more visibility on the search results and just it, it would mean a lot to us so yes please yeah. rank the hell out of us right now so give, give us a like <laughs> give us a, a rating uh, show a little love towards us. We'd be deeply appreciated of it. So thank you yes. if you've done it already. And thank you if you were about to do it. Yes, thank you guys so much. Uh, so yeah, get, uh, glad to know you've been you've been all right, man. What, uh, what are we drinking for this celebration this evening? What do you have in front of you? Well, in front of me, I went over to the, the store over the weekend. And I had a gift card for my birthday that happens. It only made its way into my possession a few days ago. So I went out and bought the Glenlivet 12. So that's going to be thank you, Chris, for getting that for me. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. So the Glenlivet 12, I've never actually had a Glenlivet before, but it's one of those ones that people say like, oh, you got to you gotta go get a Glenlivet. So I, I went out, I caved, and I've joined the club, and I've already had a glass to, to break it in, but... Damn, this is a it's a good bottle of scotch. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a classic. It's so good. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the last time I had Glenlivet Twelve, but it's it, no, it's it's a regular good scotch for everyday occasion, yeah. and it's uh, yeah. I mean, the brand is not nothing. I mean, it has uh, some like awareness to to top of mind awareness to it that we can't ignore. So uh, yeah. no, I might actually uh, prefer to a Glenfiddich. I'll have to compare, ooh. but it's it's definitely up there. It's in good company. <laughs> I think you know what I think I would be I would be on your side on this because I always thought that the Glenlivet 12 was like maybe too peaty for my taste. But yeah, the Glenlivet is a little smoother. It's a little so... closer to a Glamorangi. It's a yes. It's kind of fruity actually. Like when I tasted it, there was almost like hints of like pineapple or something. Definitely not like a vanilla flavor as you might expect, or like a spice flavor, but like a fruity sensation. I don't recall, but that's interesting, man. So glad you you like it. All right, the good yeah. classic on our show. It was uh, <laughs> overdue, overdue to have uh, this bottle here. So thanks. Uh, that's a really good, uh, really good choice. Thank you. Thank um, you. On my end, it's totally different. I'm, I think I'm a little too flashy this this evening, but um, I don't know. After like a long day of work, I felt for something a little more refreshing. 
Um, and I had like a, a ton of those in my fridge. Um, but I'm drinking hard seltzer this evening. So what is hard seltzer? I hear you ask. Yeah, I, I hear a seltzer. lot of people asking that right now as well. Like it's actually flooding my earpiece. Uh, so hard seltzer basically is like a sparkling water but with alcohol in it but always with natural aromas so right now the aroma that i have is like um the i mean the flavor that i have is um uh, raspberry lemonade uh so basically it's just like if you're 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 drinking a natural spring water with like with sparkling in it well it's the same thing but with alcohol and it's malt based so it's almost like drinking a beer but it's low calorie low sugar Um, and it's it's refreshing as hell for for summer the summer season. It's like one of the ideal drink to have on a beach for sure. So uh, I, no, I wanted like to try summer some. drink. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, and I drink it like in a, in a cup of wine. Don't ask me why. I think it, it looks fancier. <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, it, no, it's 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 fun to try something different, and um, I like it. So uh, yeah, Vizi Hard Seltzer. That's what I'm drinking. Raspberry lemonade. Um, definitely for the summer, try it. It's uh, it's a good find. So nice. um, and we can not, get nothing... it at the grocery store, or is there something you yeah. have to go to a liquor store to get? No, well, it depends where you are. But um, for example, in Quebec, you can't get them at ACQs because they're not spirit based; they're malt based. But um, you can't get them at grocery stores, uh, big services. Uh, Um, little independent groceries and whatnot, uh, and in Ontario you can get them at LCBOs. Um, but um, yeah, I think like just normal grocery store, Costco, you can get them as well. I think so. Uh, easy to find. Uh, yeah, easy so, to find. Uh, easy to get alcohol. Gas, sta gas stations as well. <laughs> yeah, we're never short so, on places to get alcohol. It seems. It seems. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, cheers, brother. Cheers Enjoy your you. Glenlivet. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's pretty nice. It's a very smooth drink. Uh, like wickedly smooth and it's only a 12 year wickedly. bottle like like i imagine it gets even smoother the higher you go up with age i guess yeah smoother or uh harsher it depends like how you like it but um glenlivet i need to have it again it's been too long but i do remember liking it for sure yeah so, no, it's, uh, it's really good I, I'm, i'm very impressed with it and it's definitely going to be a mainstay in my collection but awesome, you purchased man. something to add to your collection not too long ago and it's not alcohol you actually went out and bought The Matrix Resurrections, from what I understand. I, I rented. I oh, you rented, rented it. it. Okay, you rented it. it. So you still <laughs> I rented it. The big it. price for for renting. Yeah, because it's it's what it was like a almost thirty dollar rental, right? Almost thirty. Yeah. And now it's I think like you 20, can buy it. Twenty five. Yeah, yeah. You can. Now uh, you but can. But it's buy it. it's not cheap to rent. But yeah, you can buy. You can rent it. Um, yeah. Ma okay. So we start with the the big guns. Uh, yeah. Matrix Resurrections. Okay, so because I, I haven't seen, seen it. it. I haven't seen it. So, so I can't spoil it. Um. So I'll just be as general and high level as possible. It's going to be a challenge. But all right, here I go. Well, I know like oh, some man, parts of it. Just like to, you should continue. Like, for example, I know it's really meta. Like they reference Warner Brothers in the movie. For example. oh, it's meta. I've never seen such a meta film, to be honest. I mean, and I've seen a lot of stuff in my in my lifetime, of course, as you know. But um, this, like, compared to something which is, well, how can we compare it to something that's really meta? Maybe like, like a Deadpool kind of thing. Yeah, Twenty One Jump Street, or just like Deadpool is really meta. I think, like in the um, like eventually in the MCU, if he comes by, but it's going to be the case. But you know, Matrix Resurrections is a weird film. I wouldn't call it. A disaster because I there's still a lot of portions that I enjoyed, but there are a lot of weird portions. And from a creative standpoint, I'm just like, but why did they 
they they they decided to take this road why, of all the options like for a sequel why they did decided to do this instead i'm just i'm just like really flabbergasted by this i'm just like why what but there's talent in there it's not don't get me wrong it's not it's not terrible it's not i know a lot of people like gave it i don't know like a like two or three stars on 10 i mean two or three on 10 or like maybe like a, a half a star or just a star because they they thought it was bullshit um i'm not there i'm like half way i'm like so it's like a five maybe on 10. A, like a five or a six on 10 because i i do think that some portions in there are quite good first of all that's non-spoilery but the special effects are quite impressive um like visually speaking matrix 4 is 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 nice to look at it, it looks good um so because basically there was a lot there was a lot of like 2000 cgi in the original trilogy or some like um i mean uh, practical effects that still do hold up so the movie do look good today like on blu-ray uh but this movie from a cgi perspective it looks awesome it, it looks really good um one of the things i'm I, curious about because the matrix is known for its action and it's it's hand-to-hand combat scenes is how do the fights rank compared to the older movies <laughs> the the lowest of the bunch oh, uh, no. matrix 4 is the lowest of the the four movies how um, come i don't know why they decided but because you don't you have fights but the way they shot them is that you know you remember like in the original trilogy when you see like i don't know like neo and smith fight there it's it's not it's sometimes you it's it's close up but sometimes you can actually see like their whole bodies move yeah, of course so it, it it looked like really choreographed and everything felt and looked really poetic Here, it's totally different. You have sometimes you have close-ups, really big close-ups, so you can't see what's happening, and sometimes too many slow motions, and the the, sh- the fights are really really short. Huh. Or Neo always like uses his powers most of the time, so he doesn't even fight that much. He's just like, okay, no, I'm so powerful, I'm gonna use my my powers all the time. So from a, a fight um, choreography standpoint, and I'm I'm surprised because I mean we're talking about John Wick here. I mean we know that Kenyu can still kick ass at at his age, but yeah. for some reason he doesn't hear uh, that much. Uh, so yeah, I mean no, not this portion was disappointing for sure. Um, so yeah, visual effects is good. Um, some portion of the story like has to why we retrieve Neo. And from the trailers, I mean, it's no secret, you know, that Trinity's back as well. Like, the reason why those two are alive is actually interesting. It's actually not bad. Like, you do have some exposition as to why it happens, and you're just like, oh, okay, I can understand, I can I can get behind that. I get I get that. So, but some other characters, you're just like, eh, like, maybe not, like, I'm, like... <laughs> I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but there's there's some references to Agent Smith from the original trilogy, and th- that portion didn't land for me. It didn't didn't work out. Um, but everything happening in the real world, like the real like the the Zion verse, uh, and like where the machines control everything, it, it's it's actually how everything changed a little bit after the third one. So I won't spoil anything, but you do know what happened to Zion and to the survivors and how society changed, actually. And the change that they present us is actually really interesting. So this is also good. But yeah, the, the whole other portion and how they they decided to make this meta, maybe too meta, 
um, to refer to the matrix within the matrix, it's 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 a little fucked up. So I swear a lot. Sorry, but it's just <laughs> like uh, so like in other words, like just to conclude, it's a weird film. Yeah. I wouldn't call this bad. I wouldn't call this good. It's just it's just it it, it just is, you know. <laughs> So that's, that's the best I can sum it up. For me, obviously, Matrix Revolutions is the worst of the franchise. Like the Matrix One is amazing. The Matrix Two I found pretty good, and Matrix Three yeah, I found. Eh. I don't know if you share the same, but I think that's a common trajectory where one, two, three is the ranking. How does this one rank overall? It's it's, it's funny because I would almost put this one in it in its own category. Like it's so hard to classify like against the others. For sure, I mean it doesn't beat one and two. Like Matrix and Matrix Loaded remains like way better than Matrix Resurrections. As to if Re Matrix Revolutions is better than Matrix Resurrections, that's up to debate, and I don't even know that if I have an answer because. The movies are so different. Um, Matrix Revolution is basically like a war movie, <laughs> like set with like a lot of CGI and a lot of machinery. Yeah, a lot of Matrix. Res <laughs> Matrix Resurrections is like an experiment, like a meta computer game, like phil philosophical experiment, but not totally based on what the Matrix taught us. It's something a little different. So. Uh, you know what? I still, if it's um, maybe it's unfair, but I still believe that Matrix Resurrections is the the least interesting movie of all four, mm. and it's it's a shame because I don't I I really wanted to like it, but people like it like really like advised me like against it before to just say no, you're gonna be disappointed. Don't don't get your heights up. I was a little bit not 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 as bad as I thought it would be, but still disappointed. So yeah, I mean. After the four films, I have to unfortunately say that yeah, this is the lowest of the of the low, in the in the in the four in the in the Matrix franchise. This is the lowest entry for sure. That's unfortunate, but I'll check it out when it's free. I'm sure it's going to be great for the great price of free. Uh, yeah. I don't know when that's going to be up on the streaming platforms, but it's uh, you're you're making it a hard sell. <laughs> You're making it a hard sell. I know. I want to make it a good sell, but you need to watch it. As a Matrix fan, I mean, watch it for of sure. Of course, I'm definitely going to have to watch it. It's. I, need, I, I do want to know why Trinity and Neo are back. Like, that's the main question. And you say that's the one interesting aspect of the movie. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that's interesting at least. Yeah, I think you'll like the answer as to why they are alive because I was a little skeptical at first when I, I saw that in the trailer. But the, the explanation they gave us is like, oh, okay. Like I can uh, okay, it makes sense. But um, how was the idea yeah. Abdul Mateen the second as Morpheus? Because uh, Lawrence Fishburne is <laughs> not back. Okay, so you know he's Morpheus. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, I know he's Morpheus. Well, it's not like again. I won't spoil it, but it's not entirely as you think. Like you say, oh, he's Morpheus. Like it's a yes and a no to to your to your question because. Like visually speaking, as you see him, he is. But there's gonna be there's more to him than that you need to know. And that portion also, like as to why we see like this version of Morpheus, is a little sketchy because it's hard to understand. They real they don't really fully explain it to us, like some portions of it. But it's a little difficult to understand. Uh, so this as well like needed some improving from a script perspective. Mm. But do you think they'll be he's a good? I mean, the the ending lets like like makes makes it so. So I would say 
yes, but again, I mean, I, I'm I'm curious as to how much money they made with Matrix Matrix Four. And again, I mean, the, I mean, the critics were against Spider-Man, so. The, yeah, the reviews were controversial. I mean, really mixed. So, I don't know. It's. I mean, they can, but will they? I don't know. I will mean, they or should they? Will, will they or should they? And I mean, I, if they do one, I'll still watch it. But I think, like, my instincts tell me they missed. They, they missed their shot. I mean, mm-hmm. this did like this sealed the fate of the Matrix franchise. But. I mean, who am I kidding? They maybe Warner thinks they can still really make money with this and still keep it going. But yeah. I mean, all the, the Warner just the, announced the sequel to Mortal Kombat, so anything's possible. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, a sequel might be possible. But yeah, no, watch it. Tell me what you think of it. But it's I'm just like friendly advice. Don't get your hopes like up too much. Just like normal, neutral level. Because yeah, you're gonna be disappointed on a few bits for sure. I'm so excited right now. I can hardly contain. <laughs> I know, I know, but I need to be transparent and realistic with oh, you. Of course, it's, of course. it's not a, it's not a masterpiece. Like far from it. Yeah. It's, well, it's, a, it's a little unfortunate, but um, I'll check it out when I can, and I'll let you know my thoughts when I do get a chance to hear it. Uh, it's. I'm just sorry you spent that much money on a rental. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I did want to watch it with my dad because he is the one who introduced me to The Matrix when I was really young. I think it was, what, in 2001 or something? So I was I was like way too young to watch The Matrix. I watched still, The Matrix like, when I was in like grade one. Yeah, no, same, almost same here. I mean, yeah. 2001, that's, yeah, I was in grade, no, grade th- th- two or three, maybe? Yeah, three? Uh, well, it came out in 1999, the first one, and I was definitely eight years old when it came out. So I was in like grade one or two depending so i was definitely young and, and i did not understand anything going on in that movie <laughs> well same here same here yeah. but um anyway so yeah i watched it with my dad so we found it was worth the the effort to rent it for 30 bucks but still but you know what you i think you're still enjoying billions season six more than you'll enjoy matrix i am, am enjoying right? billions season six uh you're up to date right you, you saw I am, yeah, yeah. I just watched episode so, two. So yeah, just as a context for everybody, because I don't think we discuss Billions that much, but Sean and I are, are massive fans of this Showtime series. Uh, it's um, Right now, it's it's available on Showtime like for the US. Uh, for Canada, if you're on Crave, you have a Showtime portion, so you can actually watch Billions. Um, it used to be uh, to star... Um, uh, well, uh, Damien, De, Damien Lewis uh, against Paul Giamatti. Now Damien Lewis is not part of the show anymore. He left yeah, the series, left. and Corey Stoll replaced him as Michael Prince. Yeah, and to be honest, was I was a... oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I was just saying that it's it's a nice it's actually a nicer surprise than I expected because I I actually quite like his character. Same like, here. From what we've we've seen of him, I do like him. Yeah. Next, he was a supporting character last season, and there was no preview or something that he was going to be taking over. Oh, Bob's none at all. Slot at all. So then all of a sudden, season five plays its angle and it reveals that Michael Prince is going to become the owner of Axe Cap and Axe Bank. But unlike Axe, who was ruling the world with greed and uh, this fiery determination to just more and more and more, Michael Prince is like genuinely seems like. A good guy he cleans shop he's like anyone who's like a dirty investor we want we don't want their money there's going to be like the prince list and you have to be a clean company 
to be on this list. And the the employees are kind of freaked out by him because they're not used to having this moral compass that doesn't point towards get me all the money real quick. Michael Prince mm-hmm. is like, I don't really care about having all the money, just be profitable while also doing good. And I'm very curious to see where that is going to go down the line. Yeah, not in a, not in a good direction, I can maybe <laughs> predict. But uh, yeah, me too. I mean, it's refreshing because maybe that's an unpopular opinion because when I, I'm on Facebook and I have like, I'm subscribing to like fans group on Billions, like everybody's like, oh, Axe is the shit. Like Axe was the best character. Why is he not back? Now that he's not back, the show's gonna is gonna be bad and whatnot. And again, uh, I'm like a weird Billions fan because I always found that uh, Chuck's arc was way more interesting than Axe because Axe I didn't I didn't see him changing that much. Like he was pretty much the same guy from like beginning to end. And I don't know, is like everything was too sketchy with him. Nothing seemed like legit and, and convincing. I was just like getting a little tired. So seeing actually like a guy that's totally the opposite was just like, no, actually, I am greedy, but I want to do good. Like, I'm not an idiot. I I realize that I'm being like surveilled. So, I mean, and I have some values and I have some like causes that are important to me. I'll do I'll, I'll try to do the best that I can to support them. So and he I don't know, just Mike Prince looks and sounds more human than acts for some reason. It's just like, I don't know, like a, a true a true CEO of an investment firm in Wall Street would act like this, I'm yeah. sure. He also wears a like, suit, unlike Axe, who just showed up in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that portion was realistic. I'm sure that like, yeah, so I find it too much money, they don't give it. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, give so shit. I feel like Michael Prince is almost putting on this persona where he's like, I have to dress the part, but he's not dressing the part in a way. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. And the first episode, I mean, yeah, when he he asked everybody's like, okay, we're gonna do things different, where we actually choose our investors and they don't choose us. I was like, okay, that's smart. That's cool. That's that's a nice move. Like, I can get behind that. That that that's actually how I think that modern twenty twenty two firms actually operates. That they think they have so much potential. It's saying, okay, no, we have like our clients need to merit us basically. And I think that's a nice move. That. That's actually realistic, like having worked in PR firms where actually it's not just about like having new clients, just like we have it, we need to have a good fit with the client first and foremost, you know. Um, so I do I do like that portion, the, the portion that I find a little weird where like, OK, the, the tables have turned is that I find Chuck's new ambitions a little weird, <laughs> like yeah. I don't get why he's like okay now i'm gonna like all bi- billionaires need to pay i'm just okay but why it's just he's <laughs> why a man all on a mission sudden. all of a sudden yeah yeah I guess so because just... the way i'm seeing it is like axe was his his great white buffalo it was the, the one thing he wanted and now he can't get it because he's in switzerland there's no extradition and he needs to fill this void somehow like his bullseye is gone and he's just looking anywhere for anything at this point so he's he's like i know the billionaires. He's desperate yeah mm-hmm. he knows the billionaires club he, he's wealthy himself he's been targeting these rich individuals now he's just like well i don't have the big fish so i'll just get the medium like more medium-sized fishes to uh, make up for it that's the way i'm seeing it yeah interesting theory i can i, I can understand that one but still i mean it it it, it feels a little pushed like because yeah 
I don't know, like, because at first we know there's going to be some sort of conflict between him and Michael Prince because that's what Billions is all about. But, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't understand why because I'm just like, okay, because Michael Prince, we, we understand a little more about his ambitions. Like, at the end of episode two, like, he wants to have the New York Olympics um, in town, which is cool. That's actually a really nice idea. And, I mean, like, why wouldn't the Attorney General of New York get behind this i'm just like okay so why are they going to compete on this yeah, so my guess is it's probably going to be some like backdoor dealings in order to get it done and that's where the rules are going to start to break for prince is like i want to do this there's so much red tape well maybe if i cut that corner and all of a sudden it's going to be on chuck's radar yeah maybe i guess yeah. but still i mean yeah all of a sudden i'm like okay he's I know that he wanted Axe, and the fact that he, he didn't get him, he's like, he, it, it, it let, like, it maybe th there's a hole in his in his life because of it, and he decided to go away, and that's why we see him, like, first episode, like, on, on a farm, and he decided to step away from the office and just, like, have a little break, and, but, yeah, I don't know, it's just, I didn't, I don't recognize his motivations anymore, because at first it's like, okay, I want to fight crime, I don't want to fight corrupt billionaires and corrupt businessmen but now it's like no even if they're not corrupt i'll get them still so i'm just like oh well, yeah, all right it's like if you're a billionaire that automatically then you're on my guilty. list and yeah. i'm like dude you have a <laughs> it's a heavy task yeah a big, and a big list considering how small that uh that group of individuals is yeah yeah but so. I, i've I know that the fan base is really, I think, like, mixed and devised on this. I know I see a lot of people hating on the new season. I'm liking uh, it but so far. I'm liking it so far. And I don't know, maybe I'm... Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't watched the credits, but is there a different writer on board for this season? I'll have to because check. I'm not sure, but I know it's the same showrunners. Okay, because I don't know if maybe you see it as, as much as I do, but... Um, the the I mean the dialogue seems a little different in the way that it it sounds simpler, to more to the point and less like meta um, le, 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 less using metaphors and complex. I mean, there's a lot of sports metaphors. Schemes, though. yeah. There's a lot of sports references, but I found that like I understood the intentions of the character a little better because they were mapped out like more clearly yeah i, ca I so, can understand that as well um it might just be to sort of like reintroduce things sort of set the scales back a little bit and hopefully they're going to build upon that foundation uh yeah. it could be also and here's a nice little segue but it could also be that the writer of billions or the writers whoever was on that writing team had to shift their priorities to their new show Dun, dun, dun. So there's gonna be a, a new show coming out with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Kyle Chandler, Huber, yeah. and Uma Thurman. Uh, it's what's uh, what's it called again now? Uh, I forgot the name, and you sent it to me like two days ago. I know. But, uh, yeah, it's about it's about the founder of Huber. That that I remember. Yeah. So it's the same showrunner as Billions. It's the same writers as Billions, if I'm not mistaken, as well. And it's going to be an anthology series. So every season, it's going to be a different true story about uh, big companies and mm. what's been going on with them. That show is called Super Pumped, by the way. So, Super Pumped. Yeah, All right. So Super Pumped, this one's going to be about Uber. 
And like I said, it's going to be the same guys who do billions. So maybe they split their attentions up a little bit. But simply because it's the guys who were working on billions, the same showrunners, I'm like, well, I'm automatically interested because like, billions They're good writers. Great. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levin's great as well. Uh, Kyle Chandler also. Uh, Uma Thurman, I feel like she hasn't done anything in a while. Also, I'm, I'm not watching the show because she's in it, but I, I quite like Kyle Chandler. Uh, yeah. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh, but if it can replicate the magic of billions while actually being an interesting account of historical events, because billions is entirely fictitious, that could be pretty interesting. And then it would set the stage for the promise of future shows. Like maybe we can get a show uh, about like SpaceX or something like that. Or. We can get like the sequel to the social network and things like that. Like this is very much like the the testing platform for where this show can go. Yeah, I had the social network as well when I saw the trailer for uh, for the Huber founder. So I'm just like, oh, I'm curious if they're gonna do the same thing. Yeah, like I got social network Sorkin kind of feeling but um i'm all for it i mean this is like the our generation like our generation of tech entrepreneurs and i think we can get behind this and understand it a little more easily and yeah it's just it's, it's captivating it's a captivating world so i mean i'll 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 watch it for sure yeah it's coming out and in a few weeks too like this is on who on on where sorry it's gonna be the same thing so it's gonna be showtime in the states and it'll be on crave in canada Sorry, All British right. listeners. Perfect. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mates. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm, I'm pumped. And talking about super billions, pumped. it's funny because I'm super pumped. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say no pun intended, but no, it's pun intended. Yeah, I'm not pun. <laughs> uh, but ew, I mean, like, wear a suit, shave that beard. You look like you're Corey yeah, Stoll, Michael I Prince yourself, man. I shave the beard. It was I had, like, a nice big Viking beard going on, and now I got this, like, classy little, like, business beard going it was just getting a little too wild, so I trimmed it back, and then I trimmed it a little further than intended. But, yeah, no, Michael Prince, it's uh, it's not far off right now. He looks nice, man. He looks good. I mean, like, honestly, I mean, Corey Stoll, like, he's a talented actor. We see him in a lot of stuff. But more and more, I mean, like, I'm, I'm seeing it, like, pumped in his suit, like, always clean-shaved and, like, with his watch. I'm just like, this guy is fucking the shit. I yeah. like him. <laughs> and I have to start wearing suits on these shows now. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, if you decide to wear that, that to like have that style, man, I'm all for it. Oh, You're sure. gonna look good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, we've been talking about billions and super pumped, and we're getting this idea of like big money. And I don't know about you, Fred, but I was looking at my bank account, and I was kind of going a little bit because the market's a little, a little like rocky right now, to say the least. We got events going over in the the russia and ukraine that's messing with the gas prices over here which is freaking out investors we have uh the trucker convoy going across which is mm-hmm. creating all sorts of troubles at the border we're having a food shortage supplies in the supply chain so you're probably noticing things like that in your bank accounts i know i am I, um, I i have too and it's funny because it's a little ironic because in a way it's supposed to be like a, a redemption and positive and hopeful time because we're, we're getting starting to get out of the pandemic, uh, at least here in, in Quebec. Yeah, I'm getting my third um, uh, poke in a few days. <laughs> yeah, no. So I had a booster shot uh, two weeks ago and uh, no, it felt great mentally speaking. So it's it's weird that all of these things are happening and like, I don't know, people still find a way to like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, make the market like an, an unsafe and unsure place because yeah. unsure everybody's supposed to be. Yeah. But why is it happening? We're supposed to be primed and like super excited to get back, I mean, out there and whatnot. But still, yeah, it, the market has been fluctuating like crazy. So, um, yeah, no, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a weird, um, it's a weird, it's a weird time. time for sure. So, we yeah. thought it'd be a good idea to talk about some movies that either explain the world of like the stock market and big mm-hmm. investments or movies that talk about uh, why these things happen or how these things could happen. Uh, just sort of dive into that like big money capitalist uh, behind peek behind the veil because most of us probably just invest and we're passive investors. We're not day trading. So a lot of us yep. probably don't quite understand how this money system works. And there are a few movies out there that I think shine a light for better or for worse on this particular, do I use the word industry? <laughs> yeah, you can say industry. I mean, the financial sector. Yeah, yeah. Sector, so I would yeah. say we're sector. Yeah. But yeah, and you know what's the good news is that most of the movies I have on my list are available on Netflix right now. So yeah. if you want to have a peek at those, it's really they're really easy to find. Yeah, um, sure. But but yeah, I wrote a piece on this a few months back um, about like movies about the, the the market, and I think it was a similar situation when actually the, the the market because of COVID was going crazy, and I was just like, well, you don't understand what's happening. Uh, here are some of good movies that can help you understand like Wall Street and the capitalist market overall. Well, also um, getting a I, good movie at the same time. Uh, exactly yeah. and it was really a fun piece for me to write because i always had a good, a really interesting passion about financial films uh because when i watch them maybe i feel like i don't feel dumb <laughs> <laughs> if i can understand them i'm like no i'm actually smart <laughs> i actually know that i can handle like my bank account well and do some proper investing you know but um yeah i mean first and foremost we have to get this one out of the uh, out of the way um you need to see wall street like the, the the two the Wall Street movies by Oliver Stone. Oh, both. I think yeah. in I like for from an in like for an introduction to the Wall Street world, to investing, to trading and whatnot. Like this is this is your guy. Wall um, Street and Oliver Stone. From the famous quote from the movie, just sums up the whole industry. Greed is good. Uh, and that's not even the, the 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 line. The line that Michael Douglas as Gordon Gekko delivers is greed, for lack of a better yeah, word, a bit of is good. But the way he says it is a little so sensual. Is just like just calm and just like accepting. Yeah, it's just accepting like, it is good. Like, <laughs> like you should do it because greed is good. Like good. Know, no, exactly. it's a drug or something. Like like take a hit of this. It's good and. That mentality is certainly the core of both Wall Street movies, but more extent the first one, I would say. Yeah, more the first one. And um, I'm not sure if both of them are on Netflix for these two films, but they're still pretty Canada, easy to find. They're classics. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. it's fo- Yeah, totally. It's Fox. So, yeah, Disney+. Plus. Um, the, Wall- the first Wall Street film, classic, totally great. Visually speaking, I mean, it's a movie that was made like in '87, so it's it's a little. It looks a it little looks dated. 80s. Yeah, it looks eighties. It looks phones, a little dated. The, and the jewelry is a bit Sh- The computer screens are bulkier. Yeah, no, totally. And Charlie Sheen is the lead, so you, that tells you a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the 80s. but it's 
it's the 80s, but it's a really solid film. It's 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 uh, the first Wall Street film is a really yeah. good film. I watched the second uh, one really not good too classic. long ago, actually, right before Christmas time, because I was like, I hadn't seen Money Never Sleeps since it came out, and I was like, you know, like I'm gonna I'm whipped out Disney Plus, and so I watched Money Never Sleeps, and I think that movie's gotten better with age. I think so too. Uh, there's some really good scenes, especially with Michael Douglas. Uh, always, I think he's oh, the heart and soul Brolin of the Wall Street well. movies. Yeah, Josh Rowland is like a really convincing billionaire in this one. Uh, the lead is Shia LaBeouf, which is all right. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not amazing. Lead. Yeah, he's done yeah. better work since, that's for sure. But this was yes. bad. This came mm-hmm. in 2008, so he was in that like Transformers era of his life. So this is still yep. way better than anything that he was doing at that time. But it's oh, not as sure. good yeah. as something like the Peanut Butter Falcon, for example. Which I have not seen. So really thank good you movie. For putting it on my, <laughs> thank you for putting it on my list. But yeah, no, uh, second one is actually, it's not as good as the first one, but surprisingly good. Like, you'll still get a kick out of it. And it's really actual. Like, it does, um, it's it's supposed to take place during the 2008 crisis. Mm-hmm. So you, you have a sense of dread like of living inside Wall Street while this happens and how people will react, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, good casting all around. Michael Douglas in the, these films, I think he's never been. Yeah, he chews the scenery, and like for sure. He chews the scenery, the way he looks at you silently. And like, <laughs> there's a line in this film, it's it's crazy, but he meets with Shia LaBeouf's character who's, who's like engaged to his daughter and... I think at some point Shia LaBeouf says that he's done some run doing. He's just like, well, uh, I know that I can do a side of trading, but I, I didn't, I didn't invest or something. I just like, I just said a rumor and it launched like, like a chain reaction for people to invest in something I wanted. And you just see Michael Douglas looking at him like saying nothing, but you just see like a little smile on his face saying like a fisherman like sees another fisherman from afar just saying like, okay, I know what you've done. You're in the same class as people as me. I'm just like, oh, this is so good. (laughs) He's like ruthless without being like in your face about his ruthlessness. And Gordon Gecko does change in this one to some degree. Mm-hmm. He's not as cold, calculating, and greedy as he was in the first one. But he's still got a few plays. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. No, yeah. no, he's not a totally clean character That's uh, that we can uh, we can agree on. So, yeah, Wall Street movies, good first introduction yeah. to that to that sector. What else uh, have you on your Well, you, you mentioned your the, the 2008 financial crisis, which I think, depending on your age, it was either something that affected your life or affected your parents' life. And... To some degree, we still reference like uh, the OA or the, the recession, and we we look back on it as like a, a milestone in history. And for a lot of people, we don't really understand why it was happening. And I think Margin Call is a movie that explores what it was like in the banking system, like the night before it happened. It's interesting, though, because Margin Call was, I, I wanted to add Margin Call to the list, but for different reasons, because you say, well, for people who doing, uh, didn't understand, but if you're looking well, for Margin Call is insider baseball, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 no, no, totally, totally. <laughs> but for if you're looking for a reason as to why the market crashed in 2008, this movie won't give you the no, answer. No, no, it won't give you the answer, but it will show you what it was like in that environment. Yeah, in that right environment. Before yeah. it happened, and 
how nonchalant some people were about it. Like, oh yeah, the the the, the bank is about to collapse. Uh, we'll just as, sell as, it as long sell as ours. yeah, sell oh, our yeah. stock as long as the top management is taken care of. That's all that matters. We'll we'll liquidate the staff come morning. It's a really simple but such an efficient film because everything happens pretty much in in a building or yeah. like in the streets of New York at night. Um, I mean, low. I mean, talk about a money that was surely sh cheap to make, apart from maybe like the the the, the pay the pays for the the stars there because mm -hmm. there's a lot of Stacked good cast. people. Kevin Spacey at the time, who yeah. was uh, at his prime. Um, Zachary Quinto, Paul Zachary Bettany, Quinto, Irons, Simon Baker, Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeremy Irons, yeah, he's the yeah. big boss. There's like what a I great like, line that Jeremy Irons has in the movie. He's he's having his meeting and Zachary Quinto's explaining what's happening. And he's just like, no, no, explain to me as if I was a child. And Quinto keeps explaining things. And that's how the audience can start to understand. And then Irons goes, there's three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. I don't cheat. <laughs> yeah, and I, he's like, I don't cheat. But it's those are the rules of the banking. Those are the three rules. Be first, be smarter, be, uh, or cheat. And that just lays the foundation for what it's like to be working in this environment, especially in 2008. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, but I, what I like about this movie is that they escalate like the the, the reveal of the characters, like because it starts with like low low. I wouldn't say low income analysts because they, I'm still they stay they, they make a good pay, but yeah. you but start like from the, the bottom the, of the totem pole kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Bottom of the pole, they just okay. We discovered some shit, and it's funny because they really never really explain it clearly what they found. It just no. said like okay, it's not. We, we haven't seen this before, like our projections are horrible. Uh, it's going to collapse the industry and our company. And they bring it to the boss. Okay, this boss sees it. He freaks out, B brings this to his boss. The boss freaks out. He brings this to the end, like up and up the ladder you go until the big reveal where Jeremy Arians arrives on his helicopter with like, like all his staff, who's like the, the founder and president of CEO of the, of the, the investment firm. <laughs> and he's just like super calm that he's just like oh i've seen so many like market crashes in my lifetime i'm not too stressed and he doesn't speak banker lingo no he doesn't and no. he said like remember it's not brains that brought me here like it's just yeah. it's <laughs> and i'm sure i'm like i believe it to me it. as if i was a child he speaks yeah. in layman <laughs> terms the whole time and you're just like how are you in charge and it's it's mind-boggling to, yeah it almost seems like he's incompetent but he's just there to make sure that the company stays afloat and the best way to do that is to screw over other people and to cut his staff so he doesn't have to pay them the next day even though they went above and beyond the call of duty that night yeah no exactly uh it, 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 the, like there's the no scenes where he there's no happy ending and yeah. we see it from like a mile away uh, but they still kind of make it work at the end. But I'm just like the, the, the scene, I think my favorite scene of this film of when he's eating like dinner and Kevin Spacey's character comes in to see him and just like, okay, it's done. We, we sold everything. And he explains his philosophy as to why this seems like less like, I don't know, like brutal than it is because he's just like, it's money. It's made up. You know, yeah. it's like it's 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 pieces of paper with with pictures on it is like because we want to get something to eat using it you to know quote a, a movie just, i'm sure we'll talk about but it's fugazi 
It's fugazi, fugazi. It's fugazi, it's fugazi. It's fairy dust. It doesn't exist. <laughs> but yeah, Margin Call, subtle film, quiet film, but crucial. If you want to understand like how the... the, the I'm talking about like the 1%, like the 1% who actually handles the market, like how they perceived and how they anticipated the crisis of 2008, like just like among their ranks, this is an awesome film, like yeah. good performances, not too long, actually quite simple to understand, like, and no, it's, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. I, I it's like simple it. to it's understand really good film. in terms of the story while also being very insider baseball at the same time, not like Moneyball yeah. insider baseball. But the movie does not hold your hand in terms of the the language used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the references you just made yeah, for the next film we're going to talk about. It's funny because this is a film I put in my list last time around, but I'm just like always. I always feel weird about putting it because, again, same question: Are you going to learn anything about um, <laughs> the Wall Street industry? The, the answer that I give is no. Yeah, not I would this say film. no as well. It shows you the lifestyle. <sighs> not even the lifestyle, man. I mean, this is like pushed to like yeah, a thousand no, percent. Exactly. They're the <laughs> most insane version of the lifestyle and what money can buy. And it's weird because The Wolf of Wall Street, the movie we're talking yes. about, almost plays the the reality of becoming a Wall Street trader and running your own company and almost makes it seem idealized. Like he's crashing cars. He's high all the time. He ends up beating his wife at the end. He goes to jail. But the movie's like, look how awesome that was. And he, even though he's in jail at the end of the movie, he's in like minimum security prison playing tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Like the movie goes to great lengths to show you like for like two and a half hours look how awesome this scenario is like party 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 like that is excess the movie and then at the end it's sort of like yeah he should he should have gotten way worse no doubt about it but (laughs) money buys things and i think he got what two years playing tennis not and then he sure was giving uh, speeches afterwards, so selling me this pen. Yeah, because this pen. Jordan Belfort, actually, the guy who's the story is based on, who actually wrote the book about his life, mm-hmm. he's still he's still here and he's he's living happily. He's not in jail anymore. I think he paid yeah. his he paid his dues to society. So I mean, I think at the end of the day, he almost just got a slap on the yeah, <laughs> on the hand. He got a slap <laughs> on the hand in the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah. Uh, but then at the same time he doesn't have his wife anymore and he doesn't have his child anymore. True. So he has, it's one of those, like he has everything and nothing kind of situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, The movie took place, I believe in the late eighties, early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And it's Martin Scorsese doing all the Scorsese isms. You got voiceover narration, music consistently throughout. You have Um, Leo DiCaprio, Leo DiCaprio, (laughs) Uh, the Quaalude scene is hysterical when he's yeah. crawling on the ground trying to get to his car. I'm in the country club. Like, yeah. I am the country club. Yeah. So it's just a bonkers movie. And again, you will not learn anything about the industry apart from 
how some people manipulated penny stocks and took advantage of low to low mid income families and took that to their advantage because penny stocks yep. were either unregulated or barely regulated. And someone from what saw, they told us, yeah, yeah. And someone like Jordan Belford took advantage of a situation, used dialogue that was not used in that environment. His penny stocks were like trading in strip malls, not Wall Street. So he brought Wall Street to the strip mall and he just took advantage of the garbage men, essentially. He, sell- yeah, he no, says he was yeah. selling garbage to garbage men. That's what he, yeah, that's what he was doing when yeah. he was starting. And, and he became uh, a billionaire. So I think, yeah, the film serves as an interesting history lesson as to how easily people made money in like the booming 80s, booming 90s, if you can yeah. call them. Um, and actually, yeah, maybe just a lesson of like too much greed and too much money. Like, be careful where the the road leads. Yeah. Basically, also be careful but, who is handling your money. Yes, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that that's maybe the best you're gonna get out of this film, apart from a really fun and entertaining ride. I wouldn't call this movie educative, no, as you, like for as for the others. This you know what I would call educative. Yeah. The Big Short. The Big Short. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, the last one on my list. I think, yeah, I'm not sure I'm forgetting anything else, but this is maybe like our, our, our mass head of like our top Yeah, this is, our, the, our top this choices. is the nuclear bomb of yeah. money movies. The trifecta of yeah. money and Wall Street. Uh, so the Big Short, yeah. The Big Short, you're getting an amazing cast, including yes. the likes of Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, among others. You're getting a fantastic script and direction from Adam McKay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're getting insight as to what happened in 2008 when the financial crisis happened. Unlike the Margin Call movie, which was fictitious, The Big Short is a true story. Yes. And it's about the people who bet the other way. Who actually rich. knew this was coming even before the big firms did. They just yeah. they they were like the 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 geniuses who were so like I don't know um, so crazy about the stock market and about the mortgage the mortgage industry. They just took the time to look while nobody was just like everybody else was getting richer yeah. out of them. But talk about like this movie you need to watch it at least i think three times to fully comprehend yeah. because talking about being detailed about the crisis yeah. this, this movie like is this insider. is your cup of tea like they'll yeah. explain everything to you and even the movie knows it's difficult and it'll be like wait like ron gosling is the narrator and he frequently breaks the fourth wall speaks to us the audience and it'll yeah. say something like are you confused well we have celebrity chef anthony bourdain here to explain yeah. the situation to you and then it'll cut away from the movie and we'll have these segments sprinkled throughout where celebrities playing themselves will explain a situation to us in not layman terms but base almost layman terms this is such a brilliant part like of the film that he, he like they switch to another situation to explain it like in more simple words 
And you have, yeah, I think you have like three of those. You have one with Margot Robbie in a bath, who's yeah. like explaining what like actually a short is, which is fascinating. You have you have Gomez and you have and an economist. Yeah, exactly playing blackjack, which was a great scene. Again, like who had thought? Okay, Selena Gomez and an economist <laughs> explaining to you how like a CDO works, like um, what a collaborative mortgage. What what is a CDO again? It's Collateral oh, debt obligations. Remember. Sorry. Oh, look yeah. at you. Look there at you. <laughs> Collateral debt obligations. So they explain it like what, what it, how it works. Um, and yeah, you have exactly Anthony Bourdain explaining, um, like, I think it's uh, Christian Bale's. No, is ex- no. Sorry, it's explaining the theory about the the mortgage bonds and the triple A and like triple B ratings, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really a cool idea. It really works. Uh, it, it works perfectly, and there's a lot of humor in this film. Oh yeah. Considering that the the it's it it, it, it talks about like really dark topics in a dark episode, like in the financial market history. There's a lot of humor in that. I think in there the has film. to be because of the absurdity of the situation like these are a group of people ranging from a guy who plays drums in a kind of dingy looking setting to more wall street type of guys who bet against the stock market they know that there is going to be a financial crisis and they're going to get rich off of other people's suffering (laughs) Yeah, and some people feel bad about it. I think only Steve Carell's character, maybe Christian Bell's character, think that. But the rest, you have Brad, like doesn't Brad Pitt's character feel bad? Brad about Pitt, it too? yeah, Brad Pitt too. But uh, I remember like Ryan Gosling's just like, so I was right. So yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has a check like of two thousand dollar, a two million dollar bonus because he was right about the money. Yeah, he's in his suit like, well, and everything behind yeah. the, the desk, and he's just like more money. Yeah, and more money. Exactly. It's just like the absurdity of that situation. It's yeah, uh, no. No, the Big Short is a great movie, great film, hilarious, great. quite funny. It's like I, said, I just mentioned, it is one dense movie. You have to watch the Big Short multiple times, kind of like the first Matrix movie. You have to keep watching it until one day it goes, I I get it, I get it. Yeah, I, no, I've yeah, probably no, seen totally. it three times now, and I'm just like I I feel a need to watch it again just to understand more of it. Yeah, I need to rewatch it too. I mean, I do understand it pretty clearly the few times I watched it, but now, it, yeah, it's sometimes it's uh, you, you're trying to re-explain to yourself or to someone else what happened in 2008, and you're just like, oh yeah. wait, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'll go watch the big short again. Yeah, but and then when they were um, making money, the the market crashed, people lost yeah. their homes, all these terrible things happened, and then this group of individuals were like, "We're in the money." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You have a music video at the same time, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it's bonkers. And it's both flabbergasting and tragic and hilarious and back to tragic all over again. Especially knowing that it's a true story based on a book written by Michael Lewis. Which I haven't read, but I should put on my list. Michael Lewis also uh, did Moneyball, which we've also referenced as being very insider baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Money Moneyball was more insider baseball, literally. It's in my watch list on Netflix. I still need to like yeah. watch it eventually and find a time, but I, I haven't. It's a difficult Moneyball. movie to watch because it's so insider that it's it baseball can come analytics. Across, it's yeah. so analytic that it can be boring. Yeah, but it's fine. Sometimes I do like these sort of movies. That's why maybe I'm a fan of like 
Aaron Sorkin's work more yeah. than some other people. I like Aaron but, Sorkin um, a lot. Like, I, I do. I quite enjoyed so the newsroom. Everyone guy. was like dogging on the newsroom when it came out. And I'm like, I like the newsroom. Leave me alone. And you did a good article saying like, okay, if he can bring the newsroom crew back, this would be an ideal time to talk yeah. like about And, and you know what? Oh, funny. Thank you for bringing this up because this is another example we can discuss. And if you like the newsroom, have you watched the morning show on Apple TV Plus? I don't have Apple TV Plus yet, but I, I'm aware of it. Okay, so basically, I think this is a reinvention of the newsroom for like, I don't know, like a morning show uh, setting more focused on easy, digestible mm -hmm. news. But I like what you saw in um, Don't Look Up with uh, yes. also Adam McKay, but there was the morning show segments with Tyler Kate Perry. Kate Blanchett and Tyler Perry character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same kind of feeling here. Uh, however, there's a huge portion on politics, economics, the financial market, and also the Me Too movement. So like how they actually handled it like in the, the media um, industry, if you have like a huge host who's like uh, earnings millions of dollars per year, who's really well-known. Uh, huge awareness and like out of the blue he's accused to be a sexual predator how yeah. do does like a business like this actually handles it it's really interesting so if you 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 eventually you decide to subscribe yourself to apple tv plus that's a must watch well i definitely want to watch foundation at some point so i, I want to subscribe <laughs> to apple tv plus to watch that and there's also killer of the flower moon coming out so basically whenever there's a few things i'm just going to turn it on activate it binge some stuff and then go from there decide if i keep it or not I have the same plan for Paramount Plus when the, the Halo show comes out. Halo show. And yes. I'll turn we'll it on and then I'll catch up with um, 1883 as well because it's not on Prime here. It's on Paramount. <laughs> 1883. What, which one is That's this? That's the uh, Yellowstone prequel. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, with um, <laughs> Sam Elliott. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. your world for sure. Um, returning to our subject, is there any movie, TV show we forgot to mention? I think that that was like well, my mentioned our traffic it before, but was... and it has nothing to do with the market or anything. But just as a nice like closer, the Social Network is still an interesting look at the the bottom to the top, where you take a yeah. company from nothing and how it gets to those investors by the end of the movie. Hmm. We take an idea, and uh, by the bad in the movie, he's bringing Facebook to Peter Thiel. Yes, who's yeah. the founder of PayPal, if I'm not mistaken. No, mistaken. I think, isn't, uh, isn't it PayPal? Isn't it Musk who's the founder of PayPal? Ooh, maybe a co-founder, but maybe. I thought he was doing... I can't remember offhand. But no, social network, like this is an interesting look into venture capitalism. So yeah. actually, if you have a business and you have to pitch it to investors that you have, you have some scenes that go like yeah, this route, especially when, movie. when Sean Parker's character comes along. Drop um, the yeah. the. Drop the the, just Facebook cleaner. Yeah. And you know what you think at the first, when you hear it, it's like, oh, it's a stupid recommendation, but working in branding and PR and comms and marketing, I'm just like, no, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. As, um... <laughs> As Eduardo Saverin says in the movie, like that was the most important contribution Sean Parker to, to, made the, to the company. company. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the, the. Drop the, the. Yeah. So no, the Social Network. It's a. I would argue that the Social Network is the defining movie of the 2010s. 
Oh, hundred and fifty percent. Like this is a what in my maybe what top ten favorite yeah. movies of it's all time for me. So it's, paramount. It's a generation. It's a movie about a generation. And yeah. like in lack of better words, um, I think when if if someone if I have like kids eventually ask me like oh. Can you show me like a movie that defined like your 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 age or I mean like the your generation people who grew up with you? I think I would put this movie on them. Yeah. Like I grew up with Facebook. You're talking about young entrepreneurs who come from like like I mean like what the blue blood universities and that they don't have a dime and they come up with a brilliant idea that they have to pitch to like the sharks or like I mean the big whales. This is it, man. This yeah. is like the foundation of Facebook. Like maybe is like the foundation of everything that came afterwards. Like how the big tech companies came to be. Because yeah, Facebook was maybe one of the first, apart from maybe Microsoft and in some part Apple. But again, like yeah. Facebook Apple is just a, a, it's a powerhouse bigger now. and bigger. Even Apple. though Facebook, I don't think is as popular as a social network anymore. But this whole like metaverse thing that they're doing in the acquisition of Instagram. Believe yeah. on WhatsApp and said so what they're going to be doing with the multiverse in the years going forward and what they're doing inside Silicon Valley. You said just, multiverse, but the the metaverse, the metaverse, the multiverse of the yeah, metaverse, the multiverse <laughs> of the metaverse. But yeah, what they're doing with the metaverse, uh, what they're doing in Silicon Valley right now, uh, just the acquisitions and the crazy tech things that they're doing outside of what we see every day on our Facebook screens. Uh, there's some bonkers stuff going down in the tech industry. As of yep. late, and I'm sure in the next couple of years we're going to see some truly weird things. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure, and they'll come up with new TV shows and movies on it for sure. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, on, on, super on those pumped. Super stories. pumped. Super pumped. <laughs> super pumped. I'm super pumped for super pumped. But, yes, but, indeed. Uh, yeah, no, it's no social network. I, I agree. Like, really, I agree with you. It's 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 a movie. It's a root movie that defined like what's in and what's like a, a call like either like a cultural trend or a business trend like in in the 2010s in even beyond that i think in the 2020s as well um it's such a, an important film well yeah. made really good i mean it and it aged really well i i do enjoy watching it well. maybe like <laughs> and uh, like one time like once a year it's no it's a classic yeah, love it for sure no i couldn't agree more knock out all right five star all right bud it's been an hour it's um been an hour. it's been an hour no, but I've it's been such a we're done <laughs> i'm done as well and i need to uh eventually go to the bathroom with the busy i've been <laughs> drinking <laughs> but it's uh it was such an interesting topic i like uh, talking about movies on capitalism and the the market and whatnot so it's it's really i think it's a little a uh, little hobby or passion like area of mine so um yeah have them have them coming uh on other shows but uh if i have other examples that i can share with uh with our listeners i'll i'll keep you posted but it's uh watch those movies if you haven't um and you're in for maybe like a more complex storyline complex components um they're really good films all yeah. of them that and we we'd mentioned. love to hear if you do take any of our suggestions we want to hear which ones you've watched and what you thought of them so hit us up in the comments sections wherever you find this And again, don't forget to give us a review, a rating, wherever you are listening to us. You can catch the show on Spotify, on Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts. And uh, there's a few other ones as well, but that's the, the primers. 
the primers and uh, maybe in a few shows uh, either maybe in two or three shows we'll have guests again so stay tuned for that as well yeah. uh, either from uh, the, the movie TV industries or maybe even the spirits industry so yeah stay, stay tuned for that we'll have yeah. some more exciting surprises it sounds like a plan I'm excited I hope everyone else is excited too oh I am excited so on that note brother have a good one we'll Same talk soon you man have a good one take care Cheers. guys